Warning, this episode contains a story that focuses on the loss of a child. If you find this topic triggering, then this episode may not be the right one for you. Proceed with caution, and as always, welcome to Humble Hauntings. Greetings from the shadow world, and welcome to Humble Hauntings, where ghost enthusiasts and lovers of the unknown can pull up a seat and make themselves at home. I am your host, MJ McAdams, part-time shadow person, full-time supernatural seeker, and today's haunts are anything but child's play. Whether it's raggedy ands with murders on their mind, or devil baby figurines, this episode is all about some of the world's most haunted and cursed dolls. But first, a message from our friends at Into the Portal. Our world is full of truly strange things. Mysteries left unsolved, ancient treasures left buried beneath the sands occult knowledge lost to the centuries long since past, and monsters lurking in our world's jungles, forests, and ocean depths, still waiting to be truly discovered. These are the things we seek on Into the Portal podcast. Venture into realms beyond our understanding every other Sunday as we discuss myths, legends, historical mysteries, lost artifacts, UFO encounters, cryptozoology, and more. Find the gateway to our interdimensional listening experience everywhere you get your podcasts and at intotheportal.com. Endless possibilities lie on the other side. The question is, do you dare venture into the portal? And now, for today's Tales of Terror. Down in New Orleans, you might come upon an unusual sight hanging just outside some local homes. Many times, it is carved from a gourd, but its appearance is almost always the same. They are known as devil baby dolls, and they are a form of protection from the real child of Satan. The legend goes something like this. Back in the 1800s, a man came to none other than the voodoo queen herself, Marie Laveau. A man scorned in love, he fell into a rage when he discovered that his former love 
had married another. Brokenhearted because he still desired her, and furious she had chosen someone else to spend her life with, he begged the voodoo queen to help curse her. And she did. The woman became pregnant with what she believed to be her husband's child, and the couple anxiously awaited their baby's arrival. But when the women gave birth, it was no beautiful, bouncing baby boy she brought into the world. It was the child of Satan himself. She died bringing the creature into the world, and soon after, it escaped. Now it's said that the monster roams the streets of New Orleans by night. In an effort to protect themselves, the devil baby dolls were created and hung outside people's homes to ward off the cursed creature. But even though these dolls were created to protect them, folks still consider them to be a cursed creation. This is one of many stories of our connections with dolls throughout history. They are a creation that transcends culture and time. No matter where you look, these objects of effigy haunt all of the human race. We see them in every toy store, in the loving arms of children, in almost every antique shop, and plastered across countless ads and TV commercials. Dolls, it seems, are here to stay if history has any say in it, and the supernatural energy that seems to surround them only make this belief more concrete. We all grew up with some sort of relationship with dolls, no matter age or gender. Raggedy Ann and Andy, Barbie, Polly Pocket and Bratz, the list is almost endless. But what is the history of dolls? And why does something we created fill us with so much unease and fright? Today, I want to look deeper into this, and in doing so, introduce you to some of the most feared and haunted dolls in our history. Some you may be acquainted with, and some might be a new and frightening surprise. Welcome to the world of the doll. Possibly one of the oldest known toys, dolls have been traced back as early as 200 B.C., Many were made from what was available at the time. Clay, stone, bone, leather, and wax. And while this simple invention is associated with being a child's toy, dolls are well known to have a more magical, sacrificial, and spiritual significance. Whether it's the fertility dolls of Ghana or La Ultima Muñeca, a traditional farewell to childhood toys during the quinceañera in Latin cultures, the doll has long been a symbol of our growth, our hopes, and our beliefs. But there is a darker side to these figurines. Effigy dolls, made to resemble a living person, have long been used not only to be burned or humiliated as a manner of protest, but also as a tool used in certain areas of magic, such as voodoo. Many of us are familiar with the voodoo doll, in fact. Its influence stretches across pop culture and classic horror stories. A voodoo doll is used to represent the spirit of a living or dead person, 
It is an effigy of a real human being and grants you power over their well-being. And despite Western culture deeming them tools to torture or enact revenge on a person, real voodoo dolls brought to the U.S. by Haitian and other Caribbean natives were not used for such a thing. They were a way to help and heal people and to communicate with loved ones who have passed on. Even so, any form of magic in the wrong hands can be deadly. A more recent example of this began with a young woman purchasing a voodoo doll on eBay. No history was given on the listing about the doll, but feeling drawn to it, the anonymous woman purchased it anyway. When the doll arrived, she removed it from the box and set it on display in her small home in Galveston, Texas. It wasn't long after that that strange phenomena began to occur. She began to have terrible nightmares each night and heard strange tapping when no one else was around. The doll seemed to vanish and reappear in random parts of the house. It wasn't until the woman began to be physically attacked by the doll that she took action. She started waking from her nightmares with gashes and scratches all over her body. She knew that whatever this doll was, it had to go. But no matter how many times she destroyed it or left it in random places around town, the doll always found its way back. Not only that, but it was always in perfect condition. Finally, she decided to send the doll back to the seller. But when she did, the doll was returned to her. The box, stamped with two horrible words. Resident. Deceased. While some examples of haunted dolls take on a more vicious nature, others are merely mischievous, as in the story of Mandy. Mandy now resides in the Quiznell and District Museum in British Columbia. But this doll wasn't always on display there. Before she found her forever home, she resided with her previous owner, a woman who had inherited her from her deceased grandmother. When the 90-year-old doll was presented to the museum curator one day in 1991 for donation, she noticed that the owner seemed a little more than eager to be rid of Mandy. Even so, the curator chalked it up to the doll's eerie appearance, its cracked porcelain face, and shabby and rotting cloth body. The doll was accepted by the museum, and it was soon revealed that there was a lot more to Mandy than meets the eye. After she was put on display, employees reported that objects such as books and pens went missing, lunches were misplaced, and eventually her case had to be secured because it was said that Mandy would hurt the other dolls in the exhibit. Pictures taken of her would not develop properly, and electronics malfunctioned in her presence. A local psychic was brought into the museum to examine Mandy, and after holding her, determined that resting inside the doll was the spirit of a girl who had suffered much abuse in life. After an early death, the soul of the child took refuge inside the doll. Thus, if unhappy, Mandy the doll would act out just like any upset child would. The doll known as Peggy is a bit more sinister than just a tantrum-throwing baby doll. P. 
People who've encountered Peggy have all had similar experiences. They say to look upon her face is to court danger. It is said that those who look at her experience a rush of ailments, such as headaches, nausea, and in one especially frightening case, an actual heart attack. People have also reported frightening visions of insane asylums while in the doll's presence. So who is Peggy? Where does she come from and why does she have such a negative impact on people? Unfortunately, we don't know too much of Peggy's history. And what little we do know comes from Peggy's current home at Haunted Dolls, an organization run by British paranormal investigator Jane Harris. According to Harris, Peggy was sent to her when her previous owner claimed that the doll had been haunting her dreams. The following is a quote from Harris's conversation with the previous owner. She'd wake feeling hot and shaken. No matter where she moved the doll to in her home, the nightmares persisted. She apparently sought out the help of a local priest, but two visits later, there was no change. The owner, who continued to suffer from the nightmares, which progressed to fevers and hallucinations, came across haunted dolls online. Harris stated that, quote, When she recovered, she saw no other option but to get rid of the doll as she was convinced it was at the center of all that had been happening. Haunted Dolls has studied Peggy over the years and determined she is possessed by the spirit of a woman who was born in 1946 London, England, and who died of a chest condition. It is said that her spirit is restless, frustrated, and was possibly persecuted by her people in life. She still remains under the ownership of haunted dolls to this day. And of course, no episode concerning haunted dolls would be complete without our next subject. You might even be well acquainted with her story. I speak, of course, of Annabelle. You have likely heard of this doll from the movies based on her hauntings, but her appearance in real life is far less sinister than the angry and unnerving porcelain doll from the film. But don't let her looks fool you. While she looks like your run-of-the-mill Raggedy Ann doll, Annabelle is a lot more than meets the eye. The story of Annabelle begins in 1970 when a mother purchased the doll for her adult daughter, Donna Jennings. Now, Jennings lived with a fellow nurse and friend, Angie Stapleton. Stapleton's fiancé, Lou Carlo, was also a frequent visitor in the household. Before long, all three of them began to notice that something wasn't right after Annabelle arrived. What started out as strange hand movements turned into full appearances of the doll around various parts of the apartment. Annabelle would appear in Donna's room on one night, and then Angie's the next. As for the fiancé Lou, he knew something wasn't right almost at once, feeling a dreadful unease around the doll. Soon after Lou expressed their concern, the doll began to leave unsettling messages in the apartment, reading help us, or help Lou. What made these messages so terrifying was not only were they written in a child's handwriting, but they were written in pencil on parchment paper, neither of which the occupants of the apartment possessed. One night, 
Annabelle was found with bloodstains on her hands and chest. After consulting a medium, Donna learned that when the doll was brought home, the spirit of Annabelle Higgins, a seven-year-old who lived when the apartments were not but a green field, took a liking to the doll and wanted only to stay with Donna and Angie. She just wanted to be loved and have a home. The two women obliged, but the spirit resting in Annabelle was not as harmless as it let the two women believe. One night in which Lou stayed over, he had a nightmare where the doll floated over his body and strangled him. On another occasion, he heard something moving in Donna's room. When he went to investigate, he was attacked from behind by some unknown force, which left bloody claw marks down his back. Soon, the famous paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren were called onto the scene. They enlisted the help of the priest, Father Hegan, of the local Episcopal church. In the end, the Warrens ended up with Annabelle, their occult museum being her final home in prison. Though, they said the doll's pure hatred almost drove them off the road to their death as they transported her to her final destination. The doll is now locked away in a glass case in the museum for the safety of humankind. It is said that while in her confinement at the museum, she put a Catholic priest's life in danger and caused the death of a young man who perished in a motorcycle accident after he challenged her. Before her death, Lorraine Warren said in 2006 that she couldn't even look at the doll because, quote, it is the worst thing in the whole museum. after this word from our sponsors to hear the tale of a doll that not only serves as a prison of innocent souls, but is a curse upon each generation of a family doomed to lose their only sons. The doll named Joliet has been passed down from mother to daughter for over four generations. The century-old doll is said to become active at night. The four souls that inhabit it let out the cries of an infant, sometimes one by one, and other times in unison. Who are the souls trapped in Juliet, you may ask? They are the souls of the lost baby boys from each generation. You see, the doll isn't just haunted, it's cursed, and the women in the family know this all too well. The current owner of Joliet, known only as Anna G, says her great-grandmother was given Joliet as a gift from her friend after becoming pregnant with her second child, a boy. Little did she know that her friend did not mean her well, in fact, she was extremely jealous of her pregnancy. The details of why are lost to time, but the one thing we do know is that this doll, gifted out of bitterness and resentment, 
became cursed. And this curse would haunt the family for years to come. Energy's great-grandmother gave birth to a healthy and beautiful baby boy. There was no warning, however, of the heartbreaking events that were to come. Just three days later, her newborn son died of some mysterious illness. It was the night of his death that Joliet began to cry, a cry that the woman knew belonged to her infant son. And so she cared for the doll all her life, as if it were her own child. That is, until her daughter gave birth to a boy who, just like the first babe, died after three days, again, of mysterious causes. That night, a second voice joined the first inside the porcelain doll. Now, Joliet was home to not just one, but two innocent souls— And so it went from generation to generation. Each woman in the family would have two children, one girl and one boy. But the boys would only live to see three days, and after that, would join the souls of those who passed before them, deep inside the cursed doll, Joliet. Anna G has a daughter herself now, her son, as the family curse goes, passed away after only three days of life. Now his soul rests with the others, crying in the dead of night. But only the women in the family can hear these cries, and despite Joliet being a constant reminder of a family's pain and loss, the women from each generation care for the doll as if it were their own child, for it's the closest thing they have to holding their baby boys again. They feel it's their responsibility to protect the doll and its most precious cargo. Still, the family is unsure of whether the curse will ever end. What's worse for Anna is that she knows her daughter is doomed to relive the same fate that the four generations of women in their family have endured. Just like Anna, her daughter is destined to give birth to two children, a girl and a boy. But the boy will join his ancestors soon after his birth, resting for eternity deep within the confines of Joliet. His cries added to the ghostly choir of lost souls. There's something about these figurines made in our image, a sense of familiarity that might make it a comforting refuge for those who have passed on. Whether malicious or simply mischievous, there's no denying the impact that dolls have made across different cultures and throughout our stories of the unknown. Much like the toys themselves, it's undeniable that tales of haunted dolls are far from finished.
Thank you for joining me today at Humble Hauntings, a show where the lovers of the unknown will always have a home. If you like this episode, please leave a review, subscribe, or even share it with friends and loved ones. There's always room for one more in this humble family. And when it comes to hauntings, the more, the scarier. But until next time, my spookables, remember, home is where the haunt is. <laughs>